Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Hello and welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes and with me is Pete Leinenweber, Peter Donahue. Guys, it's been a long time. Andy, it's so great to be back here with you. It is great. It's a new year and, uh, you know, we've got all kinds of new perspectives and we're ready. Yeah, ready, ready to go. You and I wear we the same shirt. We are. You guys are wearing, wearing the same shirt. You're yeah. matching. You didn't tell me. Pete team. Right. <laughs> um, we didn't didn't have a podcast last week, and you know, the me- our media team tells us we need to put one out every week to you know grow the audience well, and uh, have be consistent. But same time, same day, weekly. But yeah. sometimes but. you just don't have something to say, and so I think in those times you shouldn't you shouldn't say anything. Or, or just you need to let the uh, let the ideas marinate a little bit longer. You, know you can't what? rush. I you can't agree. rush it. I agree with that very much. I mean, I've been very impressed with the way that you've improvised things in the past, like you know, for the staff trip where you improvised that session and you had the two captains choosing and all that stuff. And I, but you're right. You know, I mean, if it's too often, it's sort of. Uh, yeah, it stifles the, you know, the fermentation. Yeah, creative yeah, I mean, fermentation. One of my friends, he got a he got a meat smoker for Christmas. I don't know anything about it, but I was asking him about it, and he's just like, the key is, it's about it's all about the time, that the the meat is in there. You, you know, you can't rush it. It's just <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and it just Andy, takes that's, experience. That's a great analogy. So. It really is. I mean, the meat meathead. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if we think about it, like. Everyone, everyone's fine because we didn't put out a, a podcast last week. No. You know, maybe they spent more time in their own thoughts. Well, yeah. you know, yes, absolutely. I think, you know, if, uh, yes, I, I think you're right. Like, we, maybe you should have at least thrown out a question somehow to loyal listeners. Like, think about this. It's not a bad idea. You know, like what you say, you? sometimes the reason that you don't have the podcast is you don't have any thoughts like that. But I did. It just, it just needed more time. The meat was in the meat smoker. Yeah. And well, I think we I just, just can't deny the meat smoker. We just yeah. needed to wait till the Vikings played. Then, oh then we were able God. to have a podcast. We'll get to that oh on the list. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I it's a it's a new. I need your guys' opinion. It's a new, it's a new year, and I'm, I've been growing. Uh, I've been growing sick of our podcast. The intro music. Oh. I'm sure you've never thought about it, but no, 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 no. I and I love it. I I think that. So what? Have you been auditioning any new? No, ones? I just I. The more time, like the more time I grow as a as a person, the less I like the movie Tin Cup. Hmm. And that that quote, you know, Kevin Costner's Tin Cup quote about like that shot was a defining moment. It's like the first thing that anyone hears. I mean, do you do you like that movie? Do you think that's a good movie? I used to love it. Well, you know, I think if you take 
I, you know, I think the idea is, you know, seize the moment. And, uh, and that part of it he does. And the fact that, you know, he insisted upon doing something that I think was the essence of what uh, Bobby Jones said. There's a difference between golf and tournament golf. So what he did, if you just looked at it like we're measuring it from the standpoint of tournament golf, that was just stupid, you know, to keep insisting that. But if you were there to create a moment, you know, of unbear, you know, can you bear up to the humiliation of, like, you thought you could meet this challenge and you haven't met it the first eight times you tried it. <laughs> and he's saying, yeah, but I want to have another go at it. <laughs> so I think that's golf. Maybe well, the golf. Ooh. Yeah, but he didn't, I mean, he didn't learn anything or change at all. You know what? I you might Maybe be projecting that on him. You know what? And I well, you know how do you what do you feel about Ty in uh, in Caddyshack? Was he just a in the end just a weak guy that couldn't stand up to the pressure, or did he like bag the competition to force his young compatriot into a? It's all on you, buddy. Which one do you think that was? Because I always thought. I always thought Ty was just, uh, you know, all that na 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 na, which I think is is actually kind of cool. Yeah, you like got that. Got trashed by the by the the way that Chevy Chase treated it, and that ultimately he ended up to be a loser. So anyway, I think uh, who Chevy Chase or Ty? <laughs> Ty or both? Yeah, both. I mean, really, he played well. He was well cast. Yeah, true. That's a good point. <laughs> but you know, back to uh, Roy. Um. He, you know, yeah, Roy was a meat, he played a meathead. You know, just a, a, you know, a guy who was like, I gotta be who I gotta be. And uh, and he was meant to, you know, be humorous. But, you know, I think we need to debate this, that last part of it. Because you're right, you're right. You gotta define the moment or the moment's gonna define you. Well, that's true, isn't it? Sure. You know, yeah. No matter what the world says, what do you say about that moment? You know, now, and, you know, we, we do that all the time. You read, uh, read these stories about, you know, I read this uh, uh, book recently, Ben Hogan's biography by James Dodson, and, uh, and about Jack Fleck. You know, what did the world say about Jack Fleck? Fleck was a fluke. But when you read the, the really the story about what happens, and you read the fact that you know Michael Murphy was there mm. in the clubhouse, sitting in the same room with Valerie Hogan while her husband was out there suffering through this thing, and Jack Fleck was having a mystical experience. He was he idolized Hogan, and he tapped in as as. Murphy says in Golf in the Kingdom, he somehow tapped into Hogan's energy and did stuff that, you know, he just never could imagine. Well, what does the world say about Jack? Well, he was a flash in the pan. Well, how about an experience of life that was like all world? Jack Flack winning at the Olympic. Yeah. Well, let's see. This, these are the stories that I'm, I'm more interested in. I, our intro music is what... 
two years ago, the stories I was interested in, which was Tin Cup, and it was a uh, like like Vern Lundquist. Yeah, which Phil like it's a Phil's Phil Mickelson shot, and then the Tiger Woods shot, like the you know the audio over them, which, which is, is like awesome. perf- yeah. sure, sure, it is awesome, but like we don't we don't talk about professional golf <laughs> often on this podcast, so it's two professional mm-hmm. golf. Things. I'm just I'm just saying I'm yeah. thinking about it. So it's, Ver, it's Vern my is mind. the man, though. I, I'm I not saying Vern. I'm not I'm not criticizing Vern. I'm just saying I. He's just we, he, we he's talk. got a voice for sports unlike really anyone else. But but you know really but I know there what you are mean. moments of miracles. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Fair. You See? know that that's but like and and so in yeah. within that it's it's all of our experience. We were those of us that saw Tiger do that. Were absolutely dumbfounded. Yeah, and I think there could have been no no commentating at all, and the shot still would have been mm-hmm. magical. That that spot that he and he plays is simply a magical moment. Mm-hmm. It's not you can say, "Oh no, it was Tiger winning." No, it's why we play. Yeah, like can you believe what you're seeing here? This guy's spinning the ball off the hill and has the vision to get the speed, the trajectory, and the stopping point of that ball right so that he's going to knock it in the hole. I mean, how do you explain that? It's a miracle. Yeah. All right. Well, I suppose we can keep, can keep discussing it. Yeah, do you so have other ideas, or is it just like, you know, you're no, just thinking I mean, about how you don't like it anymore? Just thinking about how I don't okay. like it anymore. You've fallen um, out of love with it. I think like bat, I just uh Where did you maybe get, we uh, where did you get the audio for that? Did you make that or does Oh that... no, I just Googled like free music. <laughs> I was gonna say because well, like you did a wonderful so, job oh, thanks, with what you right. had. But I mean I, I don't know that that matters like that much anymore. So I'm interested in taking like a, a small clip from a more popular song and stealing it. And maybe maybe we'll get in a legal battle. Yeah. With like Bruce Springsteen's and lawyers. From, and then yeah. and then we'll be you know, that will help On our the map. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Imagine the news reporting sure. to that. Um, yeah. So it's it's a worthy you know, yeah. it's worth thinking about for sure. Anyway. Um, well, I love change, Andy. There I is think. one person on our you love change there is um there's one reviewer of our podcast. You can review it on on um let me see. You know, on iTunes or, or whatever. And it's it is it doesn't say who, you know, it doesn't say the name, but where is it? Let's see. Well, it says, I love your programs. I love to listen while I lay down in bed. The opening, in this in parentheses, I can't call it music, <laughs> is too loud and disturbing. Can you change it to something soothing and inviting, please? Thank you. <laughs> that, was two, that was written two years ago. Wow. And they still gave us four out of five as a rating. Well, so. you know what, Andy? God bless them that person for bringing that up and you know uh i love the idea i think i think that what you created is uh you know was a pearl and now it's time to create something new with this irritation you're having i mean what if what if we pete we just um record you reading golf in the kingdom and just play (laughs) chapters like 30 minute sections and then it ends and then we'll go into the pod our episodes will be four minutes long or four not four hours long yeah well then we'll end with kind of an outro of you reading even more of it i think that would fit our 
that reviewer is listening to this episode right now. We don't know. Like, I mean, it's two years ago. I, I hope, know, but I, hopefully I, they are. They're probably listening right now, thinking like, "Wow, I'm finally being heard." Honestly, two years later, these guys are yeah. amazing. amazing. Two years yeah. is all it took them to respond. <laughs> and I would say their, that's a lesson in that's a lesson in patience. Yeah, right? you, you don't <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You never know what we should have them on. I I don't know who it is. Yeah, so, no, no. Well, true. maybe he'll step forward. Yeah, we or know, she. We can only hope. Yeah. yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I can't wait for the next creation. Settled. To see what to see what we can do. Yeah. Um, I it's it's been a long time since we've been in the room together. I feel like we need to we need to recap the World Cup. You know, for Gosh, those who definitely. missed it, because because you guys um, both started out as as skeptics, but. He sent me some messages during the final, like, this is the best sporting event I've ever seen. So I'm a little interested. I want to hear that journey, you know, over the month. What, you know, what, what was that conversion experience like? But, but first, I, I've been thinking, because, um, you know, you, maybe you guys ha- did this at some point, but lots of people, um, you know, during the World Cup, it's like, no, no one likes soccer, but it's just their time to just, like, chirp at it and comment mm-hmm. about how, oh, there's no goals. Oh, why are they, why are they flopping around on the fields? You know, oh, they, they pass backwards. Why would they ever, you know, people who don't really understand what they're talking about, just like criticizing something that, you know, the majority of the world loves. <laughs> so it's, um, it's the American way. I, yeah. I, it is. It's a very American <laughs> way. Um, a few stories like Thanksgiving, uh, it's like the Cowboys, who was playing that game? Cowboys Commanders, I think. The second, it was definitely remember. the Cowboy. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. not, not an interesting football game, whatever. But it was halftime, thirty minute halftime. We flipped to the World Cup game. Everyone's just so like, why? Why is that guy falling? Why is he complaining about? Why is he holding his ankle? And I'm like, hey, hey, family member who I won't name. Like, how about how about you get up and you, you sprint down the hallway as fast as you can, and I'll, I'll kick you in your knee, and we'll just see. We'll just see what you do. <laughs> Chances are you might you might hey. roll you might roll around in in pain. Um, another because uh, it, it's just always a time of no one's going to discuss actual soccer. They're going to discuss like the sport in general. Like, is it a valid worth of time? And I one of one of Chris's students. I was what, observing them in a lesson. He was, you know, very like a very focused and almost like a meditative state of of learning of doing lots of like slow motion swings and really like tons of rehearsals it looked like looked like yoga class like an impressive lesson but very focused lesson and then after that lesson that person like they're talking about the world cup and, I, and he goes ah oh, it's it's just too slow for me <laughs> it's like it's too slow for you you're just doing golf yoga for for 60 <laughs> minutes i th- i think you're fine with that and so yeah, you know that's just where my mind goes to. I'm just making lists. I, you know, I've been trying to think of ways that, um, how could we uh, criticize like American football from an outsider's perspective? You know, like, like why, why after they score, do the teams bring on another team of different players and do something not even related to this? You know what they were doing mm-hmm. in the first place. Absolutely. With a commercial break before and after. I mean, that's the thing. There's in in American football, you're spending more time watching commercials than actual like game time. Yeah. By mm-hmm. a, by a lot. Oh, so is yeah. that is that a trick? Are we? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Are we actually just watching being and advertised to? Has it been that way? No, no, it's definitely. That. Is that a new thing? I mean, I can't remember a time where it wasn't that way. It's becoming, it was an art, right, that's been developed. I mean, do you do you ever watch the evening news? Not as no. not as much as when I was younger. Okay, well, no. My wife likes this ABC guy. He's a it's just a you know terrible terrible news, and he's so dramatic, and he's he's young, and his hairs you know, and his tie is kind of a skinny thing that's always sort of askew. Like so, he's yeah. he's like he's cool. been through the he's ringer cool. that day. Yeah, 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 he's been through the ringer, and his the scripting of his show goes on. So that after he's been on for like 15 minutes, they'll come back and they'll tease a, a whole bunch of stories and they'll come back after a three-minute bank of commercials and they'll do 15 seconds of television and then they'll go out to another three minutes of commercial after you know he teases the next thing. And that's the way the whole end of the show will be. It's just little snippets of teased content to get you to live through all the commercial. Yeah. And it's just, and I believe that that's what football has become. They've just said, listen, if we're going to pay all this damn money, how the hell are we going to, how the hell are we going to justify that? You know, we've got to have advertisers mm -hmm. and a lot and a lot of opportunities. So, yeah, it's just all, you know, and it's kind of like we talk about it. You know, and here related to golf instruction, I mean, we're very much in an industry like that. You know, that like their expectations of what this experience should be, right? And and so, uh, it's like my friend Leroy Rosasco said, "Son, some things we make for playing, and some things we make for selling." <laughs> And so, you know, as, a, as someone that's in the business of golf education, you have to, you know, decide where are you going to line up, you know? Mm. Is John Q. Public only going to respond to the uh, shallowest vi goals of extroverted people to just win applause and, and become the best? Mm -hmm. Or no just an also ran, not yeah. really a player i think last thing on commercials for me is that not only are there so many commercials but half of the commercials are the same so that you'll see a burger king commercial 20 times throughout the course of a game it's not even like a variety of commercials it's just a huge chunk of the of the airtime is commercials and then a huge chunk of that airtime is the same companies yeah but yeah. i mean just because we're used to it right we no don't one even... ever questions it but no. then when there's something new that we're not used to it's but like, i think a sport anything let's I think, be better yeah i think it's like a, a common thing nowadays to complain about the commercials in 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 um, golf broadcasts and rightfully so you know there's a huge chunk of that airtime as commercials but i think it's so much more noticeable in golf because it's a slower paced game and like it doesn't have the stoppage points like a football does where like you said when a team scores okay commercial break come back Extra point, commercial break, come back, kickoff, commercial break, oh. come back. Like that, there's a, a logical time in the game to stop for a commercial break. In golf, it's like you just put it wherever you want to put it, basically. Well, and that's then you why come they back and play you, through yeah. commercials with the. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when you we've bought advertising before, and so what you buy is a, a frequency of exposure mm -hmm. in time slots. And so the, those guys will fill them anywhere they can. Th they'll play it three times in a row mm -hmm. if it meets the 
and you go, God damn it, I want that thing spread out. Eh, yeah. Sorry. We didn't promise you that. Yeah. We just said 17 times. Another positive of soccer, though. Yeah, no really commercials. positive, Andy. Very positive. That's what I'm saying, guys. So, yeah, what? talk to me about your experience of... Uh, <laughs> the final? Well, I, or... I, I'm interested in... In your guys's your growth journey in relation to the sport over a, over a month time. That's yeah. that's the that's well, the I question. Think, I think what originally got me interested was the US. The US team making the World Cup, having a young team with more expectations than, you know, obviously four years ago when they weren't in it and so on. Sure. In my lifetime it was, you know, I, I haven't been through that many World Cups, so I haven't and the US has not had a good team really at all in my lifetime. So that's what got me in the door. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I watched the, the full game, England, U.S., on Black Friday after Thanksgiving. And that was actually, it, at first I was like, this isn't very exciting. And I think it was a 0-0 tie, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And then after the game, I was like, that was pretty fun. So that got me in the door. And then we watched a couple more games, watched a game here, the Iran-U.S. game, where the U.S. moves on. Um, and I'm like, okay, this, I'm, I'm kind of into this. But I, part of me didn't want to admit it because, you know, I've been this meathead American football, American who doesn't love soccer, right? Um, it's too slow for me. There's not enough scoring. Not enough field's too big. Not enough commercials. They kick the ball backwards. Why do they do that? You, you <laughs> yeah. kindly explained that to Pete and I. Um, but the final, I mean, Pete and I were here on, on that Sunday. Um, and there were some other, you know, clients and parents coming in and out watching it. That was felt like one of those moments where you could feel history being made when you're watching sports. And I, it doesn't happen that often. I feel like maybe the 2019 Masters is an example. Maybe the Super Bowl where the Patriots came back from 25 points down. Like one of those moments where you're like, you know where you were. And you could feel in that moment like this is, you know. History in the making, watching an all-time player kind of cement his legacy made that even more so. Um, I don't know. It was just, I mean, could you ask for a more exciting sporting event than that with the, the saves at the end? I mean, that Argentinian goalie, like that save, because they were, they were dominating. Then they weren't. All of a sudden, France is like, now France is dominating. They're going to win. And that save, I, I think that was in extra time wasn't it so if that goal goes Last in it's second. over yeah yeah wow that was amazing and then the pks i know nobody like hardo soccer soccer fans don't love the penalty kicks and i get it it doesn't really seems weird to finish off a world cup like that but you know the goal is to score a goal no pun intended and mano y mano goalie and 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 uh whatever you want to call it, but that was cool. That was, that was really, really cool. I, I, I assume your thoughts are the same, Pete, or similar. My, my journey, uh, you know, we, we walked together. We Pete. did. We, we did walk we together. We did. We scoffed at the same time the prophet yeah. was here and he <laughs> patiently, patiently educated us in the, and opened our f foolish eyes yeah. to the, you know, to the beauty of it and a different way to watch it. And when we got down, uh, the first place, it was such a, uh, it was the most magnificent celebration of world, you know, that I'd, I'd seen. I mean, just all the international, you know, the 
Japan against Slovakia or whatever it was. You know, it's like, wow. I mean, this is really bringing people together. Yeah. You know, and and then the finals. I never saw. I never, never, you know, felt such an atmosphere. I mean, you know, that's the thing. There's a buzz in a soccer game. The whole game. Right there's an uh, there's a a big boom undertone going on all the time. Unlike, you know, I don't know. I don't. I, I've experienced a lot of quietude sometimes in American football with all the stoppages and stuff like that. And uh, and then the excellence. <clears throat> I mean, after you've seen a bunch of soccer being played, and you get two teams filled with guys that are skillful as that. And you get a sense of the explosiveness of the different positions, like, uh oh, something's brewing here, right? I mm-hmm. mean, oh my gosh, you know. And but I never had that feeling before about you know the goalie really being in jeopardy, you know. But man, every time the ball got down into the offensive zone, and sometimes the thing could turn around really fast. Yeah. Right, long passes to the wing, and the guy fast enough to turn the corner and then create like a decision for the goalie. Is he going to guard the guy out in front of him who's about to get this pass, or is he going to cut that guy off? And it was just ballet, Uh, like you say, the dive and the deflection. It's like, man, I don't know. It was, it was, uh, it was everything you could have asked for. Everything, everything. Yeah. I'm happy to happy you could lead played us a part. To the yeah, land. come on. Yeah, no, you definitely did, Andy. Yeah. I mean, it's not the first time. Okay, thank you. But I mean, most people are not. Most people are like, why aren't they scoring goals? You know, but you guys weren't like that. You're more open. You know. Yeah. It, Pete and Jen, this is like, and this is not not expected of you, obviously, but of like, just like old people just don't don't change their mind. You know, they're kind of set. But not you. So that's a great characteristic. Well, you know what? It got, yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, I'll second that. That's a yeah. great characteristic. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I, I do. I think that uh, too now. Yeah, I've, yeah, there's some growing still going on, Andy. There's no doubt about it. You know, and, uh, and that's why I like hanging out here because what would I do if I was just at home? Where would I get the stimulus to, you know, for my mind to be turned over and like, have you ever considered this? There you go. You're keeping me young. All right. I um, wanted to talk about golf on this podcast. I had some follow-up questions for you, Pete. The last time we were here, we did our, our Ethic of Golf podcast, three of us. And you you talked about um, about miracles and you know, seeing, experiencing miracles on the course. I think that, is that a fair summary of, I don't, I should go back and listen, but I just didn't. Yeah, no, yeah, your recollection of, yeah, no, I I think that, um, you know, I think golf is a, you know, it's like Shiva says, you know, have you ever, you know, looked at something, a familiar face, and uh, all of a sudden it changes in front of your very eyes, you know, and you see a loveliness in it that you didn't see before. And, uh, 
And that's the possibility of your experience in golf. For me, it's like, well, it's a familiar, it's a familiar exercise, isn't it? And uh, sometimes I do it, you know, by the numbers, and sometimes I do it by, um, you know, putting my mind way out there. Uh, and I think exercising yourself <clears throat> to to use, you know, to cultivate your imagination and to, um, you know, start focusing your intentionality sharper and sharper. You know, some of the miracles that, that I, you know, I've referred to in the past have been like uh, hitting, you know, the, the bullseye, hitting the knot hole at, you know, at, a tremendous distance you know how did you ever connect with that was that just some sort of like thing that you you did that just came out of the clear blue no I'd been exercising in that direction I'd been exercising with with youth with kids and we would we would take buckets and we would aim at different things on a plastic bucket in the beginning I mean you can just aim at the big body of the bucket right well, then you can aim at the right handle and the left handle, right? So now if you can get that, that rope handle to ruffle on a shot, that's pretty amazing. How'd you do that? Well, my intention and my adjustments and my overcorrections and my resilience, that's how I did it. I stood in confusion long enough to allow clarity to be created by my my attempts you know like really and so you know after i tell people about this you know that i was having kids aiming at uh from 80 yards there were these we'd encourage the guys at the at the highland park dome to hang targets out you know on the walls because it was more interesting than just having an empty you know mm -hmm. opaque gray background right so yeah give us something to move around with and we'd be aiming at the rope that was that the ball was hanging from so when it came time to have the grand opening and stuff and i was able to hit something that big from 80 yards that wasn't that didn't come from nowhere like wow that's so amazing did you like tune into something from you know, from another planet. No, I've been exercising. Mm -hmm. And that exercise produced that. Now, how it did it, I have no idea. <coughs> it's a miracle. Right? And, and, uh, and so raising your intentionality to say, you know, uh, I see this shop happening like... Uh, I'm just going to you know, lob this thing up and see if I can get it within 10 feet is different than saying, no, I need to drop this. Stand right there, stand right, yeah, right there. I need to drop it there on, on the fly, on one bounce or two bounces. No, it needs two bounces, you know, to get out of this and get killed enough uh, uh, with the grass to leak it down the hill. Oh, and now you... You try it. You take a go at it, right? And, I mean, when you do that, 
you start to realize that you can do that. You know, you see all these these golf professionals, these tour professionals, holing out and chipping in, and how do they know that? Because <laughs> they spend they spend good practice time at it, right? They spend good practice time at it, deliberate, imaginative, fun. They, you know, how can how can you make that thing fun? Mm-hmm. Well, we all of us know, you know, the games and the challenges that that goad us on. You know, I've often thought, if you had, in some of our junior training, if you had f- four guys and they were each, like, taking a shot and the other three guys had to wait, I think it would be a fun idea to give each one of the three guys a voice. You be the voice of the supportive best friend. And, you know, this is who you – now, you're the guy who's going to be the naysayer. You know, you're the guy that likes to challenge everybody and just try to diminish their mem as much as you can. So I want you to be that voice, and then I want you to be this voice and have those guys chirping as the one guy does it because, well, what benefit could that be? You don't think those voices are going off in his head? Of course they mm-hmm. are, Right. But if you lighten up with them and you all start sort of acting through them, you know, I think, wow, what an interesting way to sort of show somebody that there's different ways of being and that they're all identifiable. You know, like, yeah, why would anybody say something like that? It had to be because they they get some juice out of diminishing and dominating, you know, somebody, right? And, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's a fun kids game that can invite a little, well, do you ever act that way? <laughs> you know, like, anyway, that's, yeah. I think that, uh, I think that, uh, that exercise, that's the, the, the fun of that, the optimism that you, <clears throat> you got to recognize you know, you got to recognize the successes. You know, you can't just go. You can't diminish them. Right? When you have a success in your practice after struggling, you should, you should do a dance. You know, uh, you should celebrate that moment and, and thereby giving it the kind of emotion that will stamp it into your memory. I never, you know, when I was a young kid, I would never do that because I, I needed some sort of validation, verification that it wasn't just an accident. Right? Oh, well, I need to do it again to prove to myself that I really have it. And like, why would you do that? You know, I mean, you're going up to the thing now with a completely different mindset, right? You're not free anymore. You're plagued now with this, can I do it again? Now, if, if, if you love that, if that really spurs something positive in you and you rise up and face that, well, that's good. But if it scares you and knocks you off, don't let that diminish the success that you had. I never follow. I, I made it a rule to myself years ago never to follow a miracle with the same shot. No, it's a different shot. What do you mean by that? Never say to yourself, oh, I got I to gotta see that one more time before I... Mm. I just, I said, that's not a good strategy for me. And the reason was because I needed more confidence. I needed to stand in those moments with greater uh, eagerness 
and self-assurance. And so I had to be deliberate about, well, how do you do that? Well, you stop doing things that would obfuscate success. You stop doing things that uh, rob you of the ability to register success. It just doesn't make sense, you know, ultimately. Now, you know, if you get down the line and go, um, no, I'm ready for that now. Yeah, I'll, I'm ready to meet that challenge. I'll try it again. And it's just, you know, if you, if you miss it, now the question then becomes, well, what do you make of, what do you make of all this? Does that miss invalidate the, the make, or do you just say, no, that's the way, you know, that's the way it goes. I'm always willing to stand up and take a go at it, though. And I measure that I was just as eager that time as I was the time before, so to me that's a success because that's what I was going for, eagerness. I think my follow-up on this question comes from, I, I find myself in lessons trying to get better at it, but just like, say an adult student comes in, I'm a 15 handicap, I want to get down to a 10 handicap, you know, pretty standard. Okay. We meet like, a lot of those people. Yep. Let's, yep. all right, we'll, we'll get a sense of your game, putting, chipping, short game, and then we'll figure out what we need to work on, and then we'll go, we'll go work on those things. You know, and it's like, okay, you're chipping. You have too much weight in your back foot, so we're going to get that weight forward. Great. And then, oh, and full swing, your path is, your path is a little off, so we're going to fix that. And then we, we work on those things, and... We work on them again, and and it gets it gets it gets better, but there's no there's no miracles going on, or even we're not even leading towards miracles in that way of of training, and I'm curious mm. if mm -hmm. yeah, and and because I just think people the, their default setting with golf is oh I. Once I shoot better scores, then I'll enjoy it more, and then I'll be happier. Yeah, I'll be a happier person, and it's probably not not actually true, but that's just like the route. That's just like our default route that we go on. And so I guess I'm curious if if I wanted let's say I wanted to shift my training to help people see the the opportunity for that golf could be, you know, seen or viewed or experienced in this way. Mm -hmm. What, what, would you have any advice? Maybe you mentioned you mentioned something. Uh, you you when you were trying to hit hit a knot hole or hit the rope, you said something about your intention and um. We should listen back to us. Like four things you said, right? Intention, uh, feeling the opposite of uh, overcorrection, mm -hmm. and I don't know something else. Yeah, but I think to take uh, you know. Uh, I think that I was monitoring myself this morning as I was working out, uh, and uh, I heard something, you know, that I, that I hadn't ever heard before. And I was actually in the middle of of uh, melee, you know, I was going down a, f a four or five ball melee, and, and I'm I'm hitting it, and I actually heard myself um, glimpsed, sensed. 
the uh, a bad hit, what what was going on in my head, you know, and there was like, I don't know, it was kind of a yeah. jumble of things, but one of you know, they they were all sort of like slimy green water, smelly water, you know, it was like, oh, you know, that that stroke was like. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I could hear that what was creating visceral <laughs> yeah. response in me, and I thought, you know, that's that's just automatic. That's just bam, I do this, and I'm, <laughs> and so so I thought, well, what? I don't feel much like hitting another ball. Oh, look what it did to you! Like you just want to quit now and walk away from it because, and that was like what? Mm-hmm. I mean, these are just all. If you if you t- look at all those attempts like they're just data, yeah, be accurate about the data. If I'm aiming at a target, what I tend to look at anymore is either on the vertical axis or the horizontal axis, I know how close I was on either one of those axes. Because, again, I'd rather reward, I'd rather tell the system what was right about it. Now, if I notice something else, like there's a pattern of left misses or stuff like that, I'll make note of that. You know, but I'm just going to have another hack at it, you know, and see, see what happens. If I don't do anything consciously, see what this thing will actually do on its own. That's what Galway discovered. He said, you know, that's... that. Self one is the voice that's talking to you all the time that knows everything about everything. And self two is the silent problem solver. So the trick is to see if you can shut up self one so it can let self two learn. So, So I felt this morning very encouraged by the fact that I'd uncovered a subtle voice that had taken air out of my balloon in the past as far as my ability to stay in practice and keep, you know, working without discouragement or negative stories. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I discovered, and so I think that's one of the, th- that's what happens. You start removing the stuff from your internal voices that is, that is bringing you down, right? And it's not... It's not that you, you can shut the voices up. I don't think you can shut the voices up. I think you're always going to hear them. It's just they, you know, now they're just voices from the peanut gallery. They're not like telling your life story. Hey, you're a loser. Hey, you can't. You won't make this shot. You, you've choked this thing so many times in your life. So how do you take that? You know, is that like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, it's true. So would you say that you have to kind of get past these voices, these like self one voices to to experience a miracle? I don't I think that you have to you have to uh get on better terms with yeah. them. Yeah, I was gonna say I think I don't think they're ever gonna truly go away. I think you just yeah. like you said, you gotta learn how like with the example you mentioned with the kids, if you have somebody play those roles, like they're gonna be there. Whether you you know that's how you respond to them, I think, that determines the type of player you're going to be. Um, I, I had a follow-up to the miracles thing. Like, do you, you think that you can practice 
miracles, right? You can hit, have miracles happen in your practice, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember as a kid, I would go to the short game area uh, at the Glen Club. And they have a, it's a pretty, you know, nice area up there. And they have, you know, a bunch of slopes on the greens, lots of fescue, bunkers, deep bunkers, um, runoff areas and stuff. So you can find some pretty gnarly shots around the greens that are, you know, shots that you'd get up and down, you know, one out of ten times. But I love to hit those shots. I love to, like, you know, put yourself in that position and be like, all right, what are you going to do here? And, and, and try to envision a, a very difficult shot. So I'm going to, you know, hit a – at a low eight iron that's going to hit the lip of the bunker, shoot up, maybe hit twice, and then dribble off. And those shots, I think if you can, you know, practice those shots enough and put yourself in those really difficult situations enough where you have to hit a shot and you have to be creative, when it, when those shots come in your tournament rounds or in your actual rounds, you're like, well, I've, I've done this before. And so it's a lot easier to listen to those negative voices in your head, those self-one voices, and be like, yeah, well, I'm, I mean... You don't think I can do it, but I, I do. Yeah. I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. I think when you can grin at them. Yeah. I mean, you you can say, hey, you know, watch this. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I believe that uh, – I believe – you know, it, you don't necessarily have to develop it by yourself. You know, I mean, you maybe have friends – you know, that can be those voices. For Certainly, I know when I started playing golf, all my friends were those voices. They were all Noonan. Noonan! Yeah. You know. But those voices tend to say things like, I have to break 80 today because that's what type of level of a golfer I am. And so mm-hmm. if I do that, then I'm I'm good. I'm, and, yeah. and if and I'll not, be happy. then I'm, yeah, and then I'll be happy. And if I don't, then... I'm not good. No, I'm not good enough, right? Yes. And so then, that you've just set up the game for the day, and that's all you're going to experience. Yes. Whereas if you can, you know, see those voices as the peanut gallery, then you're more likely to, I say, be present and experience. I don't know the mystery. Yes, and and it really, that's why you know acceptance is so, yeah. you know, so important that uh, you know, uh, Doctor. Hoffman and uh, M360, um, you know, I would see on his sheets and his notes, you know, and uh, is listen, you know, you're 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 going to go out there with everything you have, and you're going to make something out of who you are and something out of this day. And when you read, you know, enough stories about you know people who like tour players, you know, who do this all the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, have to take the journey not over one round, but over four consecutive rounds. You know uh, that is so vital to accept the fact that you can go seventy, eighty-two, and then what? What are you going to think tomorrow? And you see what the champions think. You know, or what that people on top of their game think. You know, because champions don't always succeed. But the, the stories that are so cool are those that were, were uh, like Hogan when they went to play at that golf course um, over in uh, Detroit that they called the Monster. It was um, uh, he he himself wasn't sure that he had enough to play that golf course. It was so long and so, and I think the first round he shot like seventy six or something like that. Every round he got better. And the last round, I mean, he 
he, he I go 76, 71, 70, 67. Because he just, he managed to, you know, work himself into this sweet spot of performance where the golf course, the holes had, had, had beaten him. And, and, but he wasn't defeated because he came back and he beat them, you know, uh, in, in his final rounds and like birdied like the last three holes, which was like, what? I'm sure in his wildest dreams, he didn't think he would do that, but he did because he, because he, 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 uh, he accepted that there was no matter how good you are and how you know how much you wanted it that you could fa- you could fail on certain holes right and it wasn't always going to be go the way you were scripting it in your mind so stop scripting it you know just it's the next shot the next shot the next shot and pretty soon you know a task that would seem absolutely superhuman which that monster was to those guys back in those days. He just went beyond every barrier that you know that he that he ever met, and uh, did something that absolutely amazed him. So, as he said, you know, the more I practice, the luckier I get. And so, you know, uh, we don't all we, we certainly don't have that kind of time. Most of us. Or, or the talent to, you know, play 72 holes of tour golf. But, you know, we, we you know, have, our own, have our own moments. And, and, yeah, you can go out there. I think going for stuff like, and Andy, you've been great all, all along and talking about, yeah, I've tried these ways of being on the golf course. Well, I'm just going to enjoy things. And, like, probably what I've found is, no – you know, the best place that you can be is uh, anticipate, anticipating that before you get off the golf course today, you could have some moments that will change the course of your life in the game. And if you look, if you look and expect that to happen, <laughs> the odds of it happening are a lot better than if you're you know, grumbling, and, and you're taking positive moments and you're dissing them, oh, sure, I've shot myself out of it now. Yeah, now I play good. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, eh, <laughs> yeah. you know, loser. Because <laughs> that's, you know, that's not building muscle. And I think the thing that we, as we've talked about before, is if you feel that you built muscle on the course, I think you got something to be really happy about and i think that's a miracle sure yeah in that michael murphy fire pit podcast we talked about um he he's like uh the universe like the purpose of the universe is that like new things are constantly being unfolded and that shot making is he's like the microcosm of that in the universe so like new things coming out is what's happening but then also golf gives you this arena to see it in a way that not much else does no not much else does mm-hmm. and so it's interesting just like things are constantly new things i think that's i don't know that's becoming my ethic 
yeah. of golf as I think more more about it, and it's the thing I'm most most captivated by that it like helps you. Uh, it's a one. It's like a cool thing. It's exciting. It's an exciting opportunity. Much better than oh, I could break par or something. You know, win a turn, win an event. Those aren't as exciting as experiencing a miracle. So. Yeah, yeah. No, no. And you're the author of of you know that stuff. Whatever it is, you know, because the miracle, the miracle can be that you know you didn't quit after the first yeah. nine and you came in and you, sure. you showed yourself what you were really made of. You know, that's the story of Murphy and golf yeah. in the kingdom, right? He, you know, shot a million on the front mm-hmm. nine, and then when he stopped, he started going for something else. When they added them all up, he like shot thirty-four. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sure. Wow. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, so Yeah, I don't know. Pete, you and are you do you agree? Do you you buy it? I do. I, I really resonated with what you just said, Pete, about um how if the first, you know, fifteen holes are terrible and then on the sixteenth tee you hit a shot to ten feet and you're like, Well, it's about time. Yeah. That's that was me. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. Right. Well, about time that happened, right? <laughs> Instead of like, wow, that was actually a really good shot. Wow. And embracing the the shot itself. I yeah. mean, you, you won't do that anymore. No. 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 I mean, you know. But I used to. Yeah, for sure. but you know what? I mean, that's, and that's the, pro- you know, one of the gr- great promises of the game is for me, golf will bring out the worst in you and then invite you to get better. You know, so sure. that's that's what it does. Like Annika Sorensen said it in a different way. She said, the course will always show you, will always tell you what you need to work on next. And, uh, you know, it's your teacher. And so, you know, that's the way you take it. You know, another thing that I'm thinking about, did you ever watch Bluey? Yeah. I'm, yeah, Eleanor has watched a few episodes. You know, I'm I sure want Pete every, has not. I want <laughs> everybody, I want everybody in our culture to start talking like, Kiwis and Aussies, you know. Oh. Hello, mate. Hey, Bluey. All we need is more experience. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's all we need. Hey, oh, you fell on your nose. All you need is more experience. You just don't have enough experience yet. You need to go out and get more of that experience. You'll learn. That's all it takes. You know. I mean. You know, when you go at it at the right minute. And then, you know, when you grow something in yourself, a mental habit or, you know, a new thing about you, like you don't let that button push you anymore, you 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 know what I mean? Like it still goes off, but it doesn't push me anymore. I think you gotta say, you know, as Red Cloud, the great Sioux chief, would have said, "That's another scalp on my on my on my war yeah, club, or whatever." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, no, I don't know where fine. I just finished that. It was a <laughs> so. <anyway. laughs> yeah, I've been. I've just been thinking about that. There's that Murphy idea of like the universe's purpose is just like greater and new things keep coming, yeah. keep coming up and. And I heard on my favorite podcast, Pete Holmes' podcast, um, and they were, I guess, a question for you guys, personal question: Do you believe? Do you believe in the afterlife? I do. 
Yes. Do you know, do you have a, do you have a specific belief or just that there is one? No, I don't know what it is. I think my belief in it has changed a lot in the in over the course of my short life, but I don't know what it is now. But I I, I I believe it's there. Okay, it exists. What about you? <coughs> yeah, I think we. Uh, I I mean I. That's what that's what I would yes that's what I would prefer. I've decided to believe in that in that, uh, um, that we live another life, and we may live it as a another you know species, um, but I think that we. Um, I, I don't know. That's that's what I that's what I prefer. I think we come to this life sometimes, you know, to uh, to discover what it was that we needed to get out of this, whether that was like to wake up, you know, to, uh, or or whatever, you know, or to uh, I don't know atone for something or to. Um, I don't know, but it's up to us to, you know, make our meaning of it. And um, and I think that uh, I think that's part of our, our, our purpose in life is to, you know, uh, come to some sort of a sense about what, uh, how this moved us forward or how it will help us to move forward as we live more lives you know, going into the future. Because I, I do think the reason, you know, f to be here, uh, the only one that I that makes any sense to me is evolution. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's like growth, yeah. So he, on, on his podcast, he presented an interpretation that I'd never considered before, but it's, it's, blowing, it's blowing my mind, so I thought I'd share it. Please. So, like, the most, like, the materialist, the very, like, materialist view of just, like, would just be, like, you're dead, gone, right? Dead, over, right? The universe started from nothing, the Big Bang, now everything came from that, right? So that 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 would generally be someone who says, like, there's no, there is no afterlife, right? Yeah. You're with me, yeah. Dust. So, so but, but that, in that interpretation, it's, like, once you're dead, you you kind of turn into nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. But also in that same interpretation, the Big Bang came from nothing. So everything came from nothing. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. So if in that same line of thinking, if you die and turn into nothing, you're turning into the substance from which literally everything in the world came from. So yeah. why couldn't it just happen again with with you? How wow. Would I? So, I mean, that if that's what's going on, then you know I want to get back to golf and shot making and miracles and experiencing new things. Like, what what better you know ways could we be spending our time? There you go. Yeah, I'm gonna have to think about that for a while. Yeah, there you go, Andy. You've you, yeah right. you've teased the next. Yeah, podcast. I'll leave you with that. We can talk next time. Um, <laughs> okay. All right, I think that's enough for now. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Yes, thank you. Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Well, here it comes.